And welcome back. It's the Focus Target Podcast. My name is Smiley. With me, as always, Cheyenne Van. Hey, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> That's not weird, but all right, I'm down with it. I'm sure it'll be appreciated. Uh, and maybe Van will appreciate that I did the intro a little bit faster today instead of I being did. so I long. I'm in a lot less. A little right. more pep in your voice. A little more pep. Can we like sit around for like three seconds now and like make up the extra time? No, I think, whole, I think we just whole, did it, Shy. I know. I was gonna say the whole point of that was because we have so much to get through today. I was trying to save some time, but. The time has been wasted. So. Let's talk about how much stuff we have to get through today. We do. So first and foremost, I want to uh, alert our fellow listeners. Um, you're probably expecting part two of a two-part podcast today, which is what we promised. However, with E3 um, having come and gone, we thought that we would be remiss if we ignored the E3 coverage while it was fresh in our minds and your minds, perhaps. So we're going to interrupt our two-part podcast. We're going to do the E3 analysis today, and then we will get back at you with the second part of our podcast, um, uh, the second part of episode 20, uh, next time. Uh, with a little asterisk because, you know, our future podcasts are always subject to change. So we're going to jump right into the question of the day. <laughs> wow. Uh, right? That's like a I whole mean, isn't lot that true? of non-commitments. That, well, <laughs> I just want to be honest with our listeners. That's all, that's all I want to do. Transparency, all right? So let's get to the question of the day. Today's question of the day is um, how do most of your games end up? And what I mean by that is if you could look back through your, through your library of games that you've played, you know, what state are most of those games in? Did you complete them all with 100% and get the equivalent of a platinum trophy? Or a, is it a gold in X? What is it in Xbox Live, Shy? If you, if you 100% I think the game? you just say 100%. I mean, because it's a gamer score, remember? It's not trophies. Gamers, oh, yeah. gamer score, right, right. So, I mean, Xbox you know. emphasis on gamer score. Well, I don't know why we got to bring the gays down. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they like, were like anti-gay on this podcast. I meant happy. <laughs> Like yeah. happy people well, play no, video games. Nobody's, nobody's happy to play Xbox, so no, oh. nothing you're saying makes sense. Nothing you're saying makes sense right now. <laughs> okay. Back to the question. Let's, 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 let's stay on topic. Stay on target, boys. Um, what state? Are, what state are your games in? Do you are you the kind of person who plays a game for you know halfway through it and then loses interest? Do you beat the game but don't get you know every nook and cranny out of it, or are you the kind of person who has to be a completionist and get it done? I'm gonna start with Shy. Shy. What kind of game, where, where are your games? What, what's your library status? Uh, I mean, I'd say lifetime. I would say majority incomplete. Get an eye for incomplete. Now, are you happy with that? Or is that I mean, something I just, that you I don't wish know. I just like to play a lot of different games. I don't, I don't know that I have enough time in my life to have... I definitely do not have enough time in my life to have 100% of everything I've ever played. You know what I mean? Not even like 10% of the games that i played, probably. But I mean, I, I, I wish... I wish that more were probably complete. I mean, that, that's probably a wish, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Give us another ratio, like recent games. So recent, probably yeah, like last maybe year, maybe not this lifetime. Year, like, yeah, like last... X mm-hmm. of ten typically get completed. Hmm. I'd say. So <laughs> this is the problem. And I think this is getting a lot more in depth than we were hoping. The majority of my time that is spent playing games is spent playing MMOs, which you can't complete. And so nice. when I do play single player games, well, I pick them up and play them for five or ten hours, and then I go back to play an MMO. And so I end up mm. not completing that game because oh, I went back to play an MMO. And so, I mean, probably I would say only 10 to 15% of the games I've played in the last year or two are complete, probably. So like I, one, one or two out of ten? Probably, yeah. And do you, is that, when you say complete, you mean just like beaten? Like, have yeah, you done like anything? Final cut yeah. scene, 
right. yeah. have you, roll credits. Do, do you know? Have you platinumed any games so or any game that you've really yeah, recently, gone full I mean, on? Yeah, recently games I platinum, and some of them are actually games you can't beat, like Destiny. I platinum Destiny on on hmm. PS4. Like you can't really beat <laughs> Destiny, but I platinumed it. I mean, I plat- platinum fourteen. I platinum well. fourteen on PS4 as well. Oh Another game gosh. you can't beat. I mean, you know what I mean? So like, Upon when I am it. when I'm getting platinum trophies, it's for games that really don't have like, you know, what I mean, it's for games that don't really have an ending. So it's it's a weird it's a weird ratio for me to compare myself to. But I, I yeah, in general, I I probably don't uh um I don't know yeah complete single player games that often. All right, Van. Well, what about you? What's your status? So I was feeling bad because after I heard this question, I was like, oh, man, I don't like this question because, like, I'm going to seem like a total scrub when it comes to video games. But then he heard Shai's answer. Yeah, and I I feel a little (laughs) bit better about myself. I'm not not any more than than Shai is, though. I would guess one to two out of ten get complete. But when he said, you know, I don't know if this is a good reason, but, but, you know, I I play mostly MMOs or or games that can't be completed. Like, that was exactly where my logic went to when I was thinking about it. Because I typically do, you know, and, and you mentioned two of the games also, Destiny and and uh whatnot so when i get a game like the phantom pain which i genuinely enjoy actually that one i beat but like other ones like um oh i don't, I don't know like the last of us remastered or fallout 4 and stuff like that right where like i, I have this super awesome like excitement for it um and i, I man i really love fallout 4 too and I, actually i will go back and beat that but anyways um yeah long answer short i don't i don't beat many games either but i, I, I think mean, it's I for you, similar you, reasons didn't you platinum uh far cry yeah i, I plat i platted the crap out of far cry i platinum destiny also um, so I guess maybe it's like like polarized where either I put five to ten hours in the game and then I don't finish it or I like go balls to the walls and like want to do everything I absolutely can in the game. But really just Far Cry 4. Now I'm really looking forward to another title that we're going to talk about later, Horizon Dawn. I already know like I'm going to platy it no matter what. I'm really Horizon, looking forward Horizon to it. Horizon Zero Dawn. Or Horizon Zero Dawn, yep. Until Dawn. Wait, Until Dawn something different, isn't it? No, no, it's fine. Well, we're just waiting until Dawn comes out, until Zero Dawn comes out. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, if, if you're confusing me, I don't know what hope our poor listeners have, so we're just <laughs> going right. to move until on. Until Dawn is another game. <laughs> I'm sure none of them are confused. Suspense thriller slash whatever, and then Horizon Zero Dawn is, is the game we'll talk about. So there, right. I hope that clears it up. I'm, I'm sure everybody's in, in ship shape now. Um, all right, uh, to answer my own question, uh, it's, it seems like, and I guess maybe this makes sense because I tend to play a, a little bit more uh, of the old school games and, and single player games. So maybe, um, you know, maybe the style that, uh, of game that I play lends itself more to be completed. But I think I'm probably like a, like a 6-2-2 ratio. So I'd say that most games I complete at least once. I at least get to the ending. I make, I make a concerted effort to actually finish um, most games that I play. So, so that would be the six. And then uh, I'm kind of on either side of it um, as, far as, as far as whether I act fully complete it, uh, like 100% it, or you know, end up losing interest before, before it's all over. So I'd say for, for every game that I actually am able to get all the way through, there's one game that you know, I, I you know, can't get past you know, the, tw- the 10 or 20 hour mark. So do you find that thought press- process kind of stipulating whether or not you would purchase a video game because you got to sit there and think will i like do i want to purchase oh, this yeah, knowing absolutely. like i'll play it all the way through and that type of investment and sure and all that well it, i mean it also yeah i mean it, it also will be affected by what else i'm playing right like i mean i'm not likely to buy a game you know right now because i have a lot of other games that i'm already playing so it's like i don't have space for this and if i buy this game then that means there's some other game that's going to go on you know unattended 
I, I try not to start a new game until I finish the game I'm on. That's kind of how I keep myself on. So that's the standard I hold my son to when he wants, you know, when he comes over and I have a huge library of video games from him to choose from, from an early age, I said, you know, you can pick two or three to be playing, but then you got to finish one before you go on to the next one. And so, I mean, I try to hold myself to that as well. I forgot what I was going to ask you. Um, I'm sorry, that's because I'm so However, oh, do you, have a, do you have a portable gaming device? I yeah, have a DS. A DS? I, I don't have a PSP. Okay, cool. Um, one gaming commitment that I will make to you right now, Smiley, that I just started playing is Chrono Trigger, and I'm really mm. enjoying it, and I will yeah. beat that game. Well, of course you're really enjoying it. It's one of the best games ever, ever made. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be some kind of weirdo if you didn't. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful game. Uh, that's one my son's working on, too, so we'll see who beats it first, you or him. Oh, man, cool. competition. Yeah, there you go. Now the heat is on. We should, we should make bets. Not, Wait, no, but I he's on say, like summer break, isn't he? That's not yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's going on vacation. He's not he's not going to have a lot of time. Well, and you I'm got, playing on you the, got a nice buffer. I could bring that bad boy anywhere. Yeah, I'd say you've got a number of advantages. Um, that that aside, I will say that even though I'm I'm a kind of at a six two two ratio, which seems high compared to you guys, it's kind of low for me because my goal whenever I play any game is generally I set out to hundred percent it. Like that's what I want to do. That's that's the way I want to play. Is I want to be a completionist. So really, I'm two out of ten for what my goal is. I just get closer to finishing it than maybe you guys do. My goal is just to have fun, Mr. Tryhard. Huh, yeah, that's 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 lame. Come on. You got to <laughs> dream bigger than that. <laughs> All right, so if you are fair listeners have a question of the day, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Send us send us a, a tweet, send us an email. Uh, something like that. We'll have all of our contact info at the end of the show. So now we're going to jump right into E3. And um, if you listen to our um, podcast about 20 episodes ago around this time last year when we did our E3 special, um, we're going to we're going to handle it pretty much the same way. We're going to talk about each um, each kind of uh, developer. Uh, because each developer kind of does their own shows anyways and releases their own news. So we'll just kind of go developer by developer. We're going to try to hit briefly on the on the games that, that we that stood out to us, and uh, we'll go from there. So I'm going to start off with uh, Van this time. Van, talk to us about EA Games, everybody's favorite game company, EA. What did you uh, see that you, you really liked? Want me and to st- okay, so can, you find something you, can you find something you liked from EA? Let's start with that. that might so be let me start with SimCity, right? This is what happened. <laughs> that's an old conversation oh dear god <laughs> um you know i i oh man there's yeah god i, I think i think I we a, take a moment a i think we take a moment van because okay. you made a simcity joke and i know smiley's always explaining inside jokes and i feel like we should explain the simcity joke really quickly i feel like to the simcity view, joke is an outside joke yeah, i feel like, like i've been I, openly yeah. criticized have you yeah. much on, about on, SimCity on, podcast, on the podcast so? really on the podcast yeah. Yeah. i think most of our I think most of our listeners know that Van had some some very right. unhappy right. experiences with SimCity when, okay. when he tried. A good recommendation. All right, cool. So, um, I'm gonna save the best for last. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and actually talk to you about Titanfall too. Um, <clears throat> Titanfall looks pretty cool. Uh, what it is is it's a it's a first person shooter, and it's actually you and uh, PC or you and AI versus another team of players and AI, I believe. And in this one, there, there's actually a campaign. Did the first one have a campaign? I can't remember. No, it did not. Okay. It was multiplayer only. This yeah, one actually has so. a campaign along with it in a story mode too, so it's not just multiplayer. So it's kind of following the same trend as like the Call of Duties or the uh, Battle Battlefield series. Now that there's a separate campaign you can do, which I actually like a lot. Um, not necessarily for the riveting storytelling from the campaign, but it really gets it acclimates me to the type of video game that it is before I go in and start getting pwned by noobs. 
Um, so I, I like to play single player first, figure everything out, and then go into multiplayer. But the f single player um, kind of the campaign looked pretty cool. There's a lot of a lot of neat neat uh, you know tools that you could use at your disposal. They had like this awesome grappling hook that could like draw people to you or you to your your kind of mech warrior sort of sort of thing. Um, so it was pretty cool. And then, but one notable mention I do want to talk about Titanfall 2 is that and this is a an interesting turn and I don't know if any other company has done this yet but with EA being as absolutely terrible as they have been in the past they've had some hits and a lot of misses um, one thing they actually announced for Titanfall 2 is that all the DLC maps will be free for Titanfall 2 going forward so once you buy the Did game you have that's to pay it. for them in Titanfall 1 well Do you I know? think all expansions you had to pay for I think this is the oh, first okay. time that yeah that they, they they actually they're giving it to you for free okay. i believe you did have to pay for it in timefall one so but they they openly stated that when you buy the game that's it all dlcs uh, and all modes that come subsequently afterwards will actually be free so that's pretty cool now did they sorry to interrupt you shy did they say anything about um co-op multiplayer i know whenever there's a campaign Wait, mode, that's something people are always campaign you mean yeah, co-op campaign. Sorry. They have no, I don't think they talked about that at all. Yeah, I don't know okay. anything about that yeah. either. Okay, I know that's something that people usually clamor for and for some reason don't seem to get. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know why you can have online multiplayer head-to-head, -head, but like it seems like campaign modes never offer you co-op multiplayer, which is something people seem to want. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of cool things about the game. First of all, it's uh, the first one was Xbox only i think it came at the end at the beginning of the xbox one's life so i think it was xbox 360 and xbox one but this one's multi-platform so it's going to be coming out for pc xbox and ps4 which is cool and then uh go talk about van about the camp him going into the campaign anybody who doesn't know what titanfall is it's a game where like basically you're like you're a soldier but then you can call in this mech that you hop into and uh and and what was cool about the campaign trailer they showed was it was actually narrated by the mech like the ai was talking during the campaign trailer about like the pilot that he was working with and like i it was a cool cool twist it'll be interesting to see if in the campaign if you're like interacting with your suit like you know like you know like in a like having conversations with it and like you know like dealing with its personality yeah yeah, yeah. kind of kind of yeah. kind of um play. maybe they'll get peter dinklage to do the voice of the uh, bot <laughs> synergy oh god uh, and then change it later uh, nice. okay so what else happened in ea or at ea what else happened at e3 with regards to ea games are you asking me? Uh, wait a minute, isn't that the thing? That's the question you're supposed to be answering. What's oh, going yeah. on here? Oh, yeah. Shy? I'm asking um, you. Yeah. Um, so, I think one thing that we were hoping to see more of, since it's EA, and probably one of their biggest projects coming up, would be concerning Mass Effect. Like, that's probably one of their biggest titles. BioWare's probably one of their biggest studios. And we saw this dumb little, like, four-minute behind-the-scenes video where the majority of the video was talking to, like, the artists and, like, like behind the scenes stuff people at their desks and stuff like that not showing gameplay not going into game mechanics this game i think is supposed to be coming out sometime next year we've seen almost nothing about it it's kind of frustrating actually so we'll see we'll see when we hear more about mass effect but there's you, not much do you shown. think that's because they don't have anything to show or because they're trying to build anticipation so it would be interesting because you know and one thing when we were looking at the script right and not to give spoilers but like there's gonna be a number of games on the, that we're gonna talk about today that we talked about last year right so it seems like a lot of companies are almost like announcing games too soon and giving out information too early so yeah maybe that maybe that's a trend that some companies are trying to do is, is try to hold some of that information back until you're closer to a release date you know so people don't just get tired of hearing about the same game and the same news over and over again i don't know all right, fair enough. Uh, anything else about EA, gentlemen? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pick me, coach. Go ahead. Make the it happen. The meat and topatoes. Topatoes. 
Battlefield One. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We Battlefield One was amazing at E or at E3, and EA actually, after talking about, it, it, well, after releasing an additional kind of um, trailer, they actually had a full hour of gameplay from with like a whole bunch of like celebrities and all that, whatever. That was that was like all flashy and all that crap. But like just being able to actually watch the gameplay when all we had before previously was just like a one minute trailer. Um, Battlefield One looks absolutely amazing. If you're not familiar with the Battlefield series, I can't imagine how you can't be so far, especially because we talk about so much on the podcast. But the Battlefield, um, essentially what it is, is is exactly by the title. It's a Battlefield. You have uh, 32 players versus 32 players or 20 versus 20 or however, up to 64 players on console for the first time. I believe they're going to have 64 players also, but Is it limited have... to 32 for before. Interesting. Yeah, it was before. Huh, but right. I think this one's supposed to be 62 or it might've been even limited to 40, but anyways, I think they're making a big hoopla about it. That it's, this is the first time it's going to actually be um, 64. So 32 per team uh, for the console version too, but the game looks absolutely amazing. Um, it's battlefield to its core where you just got this massive thing. You got mobile vehicles, you got giant landscapes, you got a whole bunch of interactive, um, and, and, uh, destroyable like cities and buildings and walls and dynamic environment and all this fun stuff. Um, and best of all, which is really cool. It takes place in world war one. So the whole game just seems really raw. And I know there's some controversies. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, about going back to world war one and glorifying what was an absolutely terrible war, not like any of the other wars are good, but there's some controversy about glorifying a, a, a war as terrible as it was with mustard gas and all these poisons and raw like maces to the face and trench warfare and stuff like that that some people aren't happy about it and are saying they're not going to play it but i'm i'm absolutely looking forward to it and it's a video game that's what video games are for you know so wait, it's not I mean, it's not a real that, world scenario didn't world war one have been like 1914 or something statute of limitations bro. So, yeah i mean uh, that's what i'm saying like is, is 100 years too soon I mean, too soon, bro. Too soon. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm really looking forward to it. I've always been a fan of the Battlefield series. Um, it's definitely a game that I'm 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 probably gonna play just hundreds of hours into, and and I'll see you guys on the battlefield. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that happens, Van, because there's one thing that you're forgetting. The developer is EA, after all. Yeah, Six months after is... release, I will see you guys on the battlefield. <laughs> that is the disappointing. I just you know, I just think you have, to, you have to you have to you have to. Well, Take Sh- it with a measure of caution. What did you say, Shia? You, you said you were probably not going to get it either, like on, no, on day no, one. No, that was that was Rona. I, I told you I would get it if you were getting it, and then you were like, yeah, "Well, okay. that means you're getting it on day one because I'm That's getting right. it then." <laughs> so I said, we'll, "We'll be yeah, we'll be angry together." God, Godspeed to you both. But um, a couple of cool things Shy, about think? it. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I agree with everything that Van says. Um, uh, a couple of the cool things about it is that there's, depending on, like, the map type, I believe, there are super vehicles you can take control of. And so on some of the maps, there's, like, this giant Zeppelin that you can take control of, and you're, like, flying over the map, bombing it. And then the Zeppelin can get shot down, and when it crashes into the ground, it causes, like, this giant explosion and kills everyone near it. Um, there's a couple maps where, I guess, there's, like, an armored train that you like that you can, like, take control of and drive, and people have to assault it. And then there's, like, a battleship, I believe, you can take control of. So, like, is there going to be naval warfare? Like, they didn't show any of that stuff, but I think there might be, and that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. But know there's aerial warfare like there's biplanes and stuff like that flying around which is cool van apparently there's like biplanes that one person's flying and the other person's sitting in the back with the gun so you have like two person planes yes oh man that's gonna be amazing it's gonna be a lot of fun but but apparently the other thing too and this will be i think an interesting tactical choice in the game is that vehicle drivers have to play as that class like you don't play as an assault and then you like jump in a tank you have to spawn as like a tank pilot 
So, like, I don't know if you have a gun or anything. You know what I mean? It's not like in previous battlefields, like, driving vehicles has been like, well, I'm just going to drive a vehicle maybe just to get to this point, right? And I don't think you make that decision anymore. I think you, when you spawn, you have to choose, I want to be a tank driver, and that's what I'm going to do until I die. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, you, may not have, you may not have an assault rifle. Maybe you just have, like, a little pistol or something like that. Right. And, and Yeah, so I think that's that's neat. And then, like, an assault class can't just hop in a tank and drive it. So it's a cool direction they're taking, I think. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out and whether that'll that'll affect future battlefield games. So I just went back to, to verify, <clears throat> and it looks like they actually did have 64 player for battlefield 4 on console um right. i bought it on pc but they said it was at the sacrifice of 1080p graphics mm. which is interesting yeah interesting and so I, I take it with all the hoopla that this will not be at the sacrifice of 1080p graphics that's got to be what it is because they're making yeah. a big deal out of it yeah probably not or at least not on the ps 4.5 mm. all right uh, does that wrap up our ea coverage yeah, I think it's also probably worth mentioning this was probably the worst press conference of e- of E3, to be yeah, honest. Well, I didn't hear much about that one, but the one thing I did hear was that there was a little bit of Star Wars news, because as you know, EA oh, owns Star the Star Wars, Wars franchise. Oh, yeah. And, but there wasn't actually a whole lot. They basically just said all the developers who are currently making Star Wars stuff is going to continue making oh, Star yeah. Wars stuff. Yeah, it was, it was like and the it was Mass like, Effect oh, video. It was a okay. giant behind-the-scenes video of like yeah. re- like their artists, their concept artists, the people yeah. doing mocap footage. They didn't show any... Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was it was kind of bizarre. But, yeah. Um, and, and we'll but, get yeah. to it. We'll get to it. But Sony had a better Star Wars announcement than EA had, <laughs> which is ridiculous. That is kind of funny. Um, all right, so let's put EA behind us. Thankfully, I'm not a big fan of EA as a as a company, as I think I've made clear in the past. Um, let's go to Bethesda, a company I like more, but whose games I never seem to get into. Um, let's talk about Bethesda. Um, Van, I'm gonna start with you again because I know that you have such a love for Fallout 4. Maybe you want to start with that. <clears throat> I, or maybe I you want to start with Fallout something 4. else. What do you got? No, it's fine. Let's talk about Fallout 4. Um, not, not much to, to, to mention, except for the fact that they are coming out with DLC. So it's great for all those Fallout 4 fans who are still in love with the game. I know they've already had one major expansion, and it sounds like they're going to continue their, their major expansion so that you can continue to enjoy Fallout 4 as much as possible. The other Fallout 4 announcement is that they're actually, as I understand it, coding it so that it would work... Um, hand in hand with the vr on playstation um as well as pc but i think it's mostly just a playstation vr that comes out soon cool uh shy what what did you take away from bethesda um, I mean, they had a bunch of announcements. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I think they're a cool company, and a lot of the games look cool. But whenever I get in, try to get into them, I just can't. But they did have one announcement that looked really neat, and it's uh, it was a CG trailer that started out. You didn't really know what was going on. It seemed very like psychologically um, messed up, and but, but interesting at the same time. And it turned out to be that they're rebooting the Prey series. I don't know if you guys remember the game Prey. You guys probably don't because I think it was an Xbox 360 game. But like, I think it was almost like a decade ago. This game called Prey came out where you were like this native american guy who got like abducted by aliens i think it was in this alien ship above the <laughs> earth and like you're basically fighting back like you get free from your cell and you like you know you get the alien weaponry and you're like fighting through the ship trying to get back down to earth and uh then they were going to do a sequel it was fairly successful they're going to do a sequel and it, it never happened it looked really good it never happened and now they're rebooting the series and it looks very i mean just a cg trailer but it looks like it's going to be like um this seems like it's gonna be very intense there's there's aliens again it looks like um it just looks it looks very atmospheric very uh, it's very interesting i think I'll, I'll, I'll play that one huh it, it definitely sounds uh, a little bit different yeah nothing else uh and then uh what about uh what about you van do you have anything besides fallout 4 that you want to talk about yeah, there's, from, there's uh, actually, the conference yeah. 
one one last thing um real quick before we move on to our next uh company is they're releasing or re-releasing a new oh, excuse me hold on, what am i trying to say an old title new game um the quake video game for those of you who have played quake it was kind of like the the doom um i guess equivalent back in the day they're uh, battling with duke nukem and quake and doom and all those those first person shooters when they started yeah. rising in popularity I think I think Doom was was more of a single player experience. Um, Quake I think was one of the first real like competitive multiplayer. It was kind right. of the father of the Battlefield series in a right. way. Quake and, and co-op too. Uh, yeah, like they had that back in 1996, and we still can't get it now. For new <laughs> games? Come on. But I remember some of my my greatest uh, gaming moments way back in the day when I was just a youngster FPS player, first person shooter player, was rocking some Quake with my buddy over the interwebs while like just smashing some slip knot or spine shank in the background. Cause one of the cool things was you're able to actually um, put your CD in and listen to tracks on the levels. I don't know if you guys know that, but when you're playing yeah. your quake, they allowed you to, to take out the CD and put your own CDs in and you could listen to music. And like when it goes to a new level, it would actually play a new track on whatever CD you had in your computer, which is really awesome. So it was a lot of fun. I got to tell you guys a little story about Quake, um, even though it's not on our script. And we probably don't have time. I'm going to tell you guys anyway. Can I when tell I you a little in, story as well? Uh, hell yeah. Oh, but God. I'm here we go. When, when I was in high school, um, my uh, we had a like a computer class, you know, because the internet was new. So, like, it was like, you know, like kind of like a tech class, I guess. But it was really just like learning about computers and doing stuff on computers. So, it was an awesome class because we just played on computers all day with the with the um, the the teacher was a badass and he loved Quake too. He was addicted to it. And so all the computers had Quake in it. <laughs> yeah. So we'd go in for class and we'd all play Quake. We'd go in there and lunch and everyone's awesome. playing. It's like a giant LAN party and we're we're playing Quake and uh, that got shut down. He got in so much trouble. <laughs> but it was freaking awesome. That's awesome. I love that That's class. That's amazing. Go ahead, Shy. What's your story? Right, my, my story's not nearly as awesome as yours. All right, but, cool. Uh, let's move on. All right. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Just kidding, Shaco. It's not quake related. It's 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 CD. It's computer games that play CD tracks related. But our Go friend, of, a friend of both of ours, Rido, uh, he used to play um, Counter Strike when we were in college together, and the mod called Specialists. And Van, I know you played Counter Strike. Did you ever play Specialists, the one that was like no. Matrix styled? Um, but it did the same thing. It played like the what it did was it played the first track off of a CD if it was in your drive, and so. Yeah, I don't know. He the same. It basically would play the same track over and over and over again, and it get really annoying. It's I don't know. The story would be better than that, but I feel bad taking up all this time with this dumb story. So we'll end it there. All right, uh, and then uh, Sean, I think you had, before we move it off of Bethesda, did you want to mention Dishonored too? I know um, that was something we talked about. I think at the, on the last E3, they, we were talking about the Dishonored series. They covered, we? yeah, they covered Dishonored two quite heavily. I mean, it looks very interesting. It looks good. It's a game that I don't think any of us have really gotten into. Um, but I think the cool thing about it, I think, is a trend that we're seeing with a couple other games that may come up in this podcast. And the fact, and what they've said is that they've said if you pre-ordered Dishonored two, you actually will get the, a copy of Dishonored one for free, which is cool. And that's that's yeah. like a trend that other that other games are following as well so just that kind of a cool kind of deal that they that they offer do they, do they give it to you in advance at all i assume not i'm, assuming, pre-order. I'm assuming when you pre-order well yeah i don't know that's a good question actually yeah. I mean, that, that would make sense to get it when you pre-order but, but then, i mean if you only I mean, get five bucks if, and then you yeah, cancel you, no. yeah that that probably doesn't make as much business but the sense, question is but, how much is that game worth nowadays i don't know you know it's been out yeah, for a couple years it may not retail for that much yeah i mean no no better way i mean i remember when dragon age 3 was coming out i pulled out my old dusty copy of Dragon Age 1 mm. and was playing through that to kind of get psyched up for it. I don't know. 
All right, uh, that's Bethesda. Let's talk about uh, the big fish in the Xbox world. We always make fun of Xbox, but Microsoft makes a lot of great PC games too. And uh, let's talk about Microsoft. So, Shy, I'll start with you this time since it's, I went with Van first last year. It's funny the way you introduced that. Yeah, <laughs> that funny great, or A bunch of great PC games, too. Um, I'm just going to jump into the meat, potato, meat and potatoes of Microsoft's press conference. And that was their announcement of Play Anywhere, which basically, going forward, all of their large console exclusives will also be available for PC. Therefore, meaning that anyone who struggled with the uh, conundrum of owning a PS4 and having to like you know figure out how they're going to buy an Xbox One as well, like myself, now no longer needs to worry about that if you have a gaming PC because you can just buy the game for PC. Hooray! That, that's and amazing. It that's is amazing. And let's incredible. be honest, you should have a gaming PC at this point. Probably. Like, right. Come on now. I agree. Like, there are some Matt, people who I PC play with who don't. PC, PC Master Race, am I right? It makes me sad. I almost want to buy them gaming PCs just so they can play with me. <laughs> so people, I don't have to play on console. <laughs> several people on this podcast have gaming PCs built by Van, even. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That, that actually is true. Is true. Yeah. Several yeah. meaning two. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a majority. <laughs> I uh, didn't say all. Sorry, man, I cut you off. What were you going to say no, about No, I was just saying that's, that's absolutely amazing because there there are a couple titles, <laughs> mainly Forza, yeah. um, that, that are like Xbox exclusive that I would never in my entire life be found with an Xbox in my house. Um, and now I can actually play those games that I that I secretly want to play. Uh, so I'll get them on, on PC Master Race anyways and they'll be better. And can I ask you a, a semi-personal question? Or, or, off, or off okay, topic, right. off topic. No, 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 that's not super personal. Ooh. But the first Christmas that your child asks for an Xbox, what do you do? <laughs> <clears throat> Next question. No. <laughs> oh, you know, do we need to announce that we didn't? We didn't tell the world. Oh, this the world is may not know. <laughs> there are friends who don't even know yet. Man <laughs> is going to be a father. Everybody, Yay! round of applause. As the Man. podcast world shudders. <laughs> In fear. If, if you didn't know fear before, you should know it now. <laughs> uh, no, as soon as he asks yeah. for an Xbox, I'm going to build him a gaming PC and say, here you go. <laughs> you go. All right. Like that's any legitimate. good dad would. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm really excited about that. That I think that's awesome. Plus, I designers, not only are they going to release it on PC, but they're going to be um, cross-play compatible, too. So yeah. you will be playing against people who have xboxes i think they said on what all the games shy coming out that are multiplayer? I, I assume so yeah so that that's really oh, that's see, really cool I, to look I forward to also that. that's, no that's that awesome. is really cool yeah that's, that's really cool. that's great yeah i i i, I agree there's there's uh the xbox is, is a, it's an inferior product for sure but there's a couple games that you know you kind of wish you had sometimes so there is a game that you i'm sure we could have. find a game if we looked hard enough, there's right? plenty of games there's plenty of games for xbox it does not deserve what we do to it it doesn't yeah. it doesn't all right well let's talk about the rest of my girl did there was there anything else from them that, that's worth worth talking about today um i mean they, they announced much like a lot of the other companies you know there was there, we got to see a lot more about vr which is really cool um yeah. xbox announced that that they have their vr stuff coming out really soon but that's really no big announcement i guess yeah. The, the weird thing was with their announcement of play anywhere which seems like it de-emphasizes their hardware they talked a lot about hardware they talked about vr they talked about the xbox one slim that's coming out soon they talked about the next xbox iteration the scorpio which is going to be like the basically the competitor to the ps 4.5 and so it's funny you know they make this initiative basically saying you don't need to buy xboxes anymore oh by the way here's all the opportunities to buy xboxes in the coming <laughs> years well that's uh that's an interesting strategy but yeah. you know, I'm sure even though even though 
to be fair, I think a lot of the target demographic for an Xbox user are people who don't have gaming PCs. I mean, traditionally, Xboxes have been more, I think, more common in like the dorms at, on college campuses. And, you know, like there's a lot of people, you know, we're, we're kind of fat cats who have gaming PCs and consoles, but, you know, not everybody can necessarily afford that. So, um, you know, I, I think that I think. PC. And a console. Be high rollers here, you know. But um, you know, so I, I don't. I, I think just because they announced that most of their games are coming to PC, I don't think they're. You're going to see like, you know, the Xboxes disappear from the shelves, and you know, you can't find them anymore. Nobody wants it'll, them. It'll, that it'll be interesting. I don't, right I don't think that'll happen. But I do think that you had a core component of, of, of you know, Sony's been killing it with the PlayStation. I think you had a number of customers who probably only bought the Xbox One for a game like Halo, for Gears of War, yeah, for Forza, yeah. and like specific games like those. And now they can get them on PC. I do think that the Xbox, which is already struggling sales-wise, is going to struggle more. So Well, and, and that may be the we'll point, see. but I still think it's a, it's a good move financially. It is. Because it is. now you have people like me who would never bought an Xbox, so I would have never bought Forza or anything, and now I'm absolutely going to yeah. once it releases on PC. Yeah. So a little something for everybody, it seems. All right. Uh, anything else? Anything else? I already asked this once. So I'll ask you one last call for Microsoft. Anything else you guys want to mention about the, um, the corporate giants? Yeah, Scorpio. Yeah, we, I think Sean mentioned you want to talk about a little more. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Nope, nope. That was no, all. No, that was all. They, okay. they did say it was. It's the most powerful. They, this, they now they were really excited about it. They're like the most powerful console ever made. Which I mean, every time a new console comes out, yeah, right? That's... that's what you. <laughs> but they really hyped that out. And like and like and like specific numbers that I don't think anybody really knows. Like they're like six point four teraflops of power. You know, like very specific, <laughs> very very specific statistics that probably fifty percent of the audience is like, what? But it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty... <laughs> Just trust us. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> That's, I, I wish I would have seen that one. Um, all right, well then I guess that wraps up Microsoft. I know there's there's a couple other game one game companies still to come. Some of the big names in the industry that we've not yet talked about. But before we get to them, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back with Focus Target. Who's that man? My name is Smiley and I came to kick some honey. Sick of dudes being so whiny. Ask me, who's that man? Think it's Van. He's here to open up a can of whoop-ass. Do you understand? Let me ask you, who's that man? It must be shy. The girls don't name him Superfly because he's one that love a guy. Now you know, who's that man? Yeah. Or maybe I should have said mans because, I mean, there's three of us, right? All right, we're going with it. Back with the Focus Target podcast. Here we are. I'm really sorry about like that. I had to take like four and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're going to jump right back in, but we'll start with Shia so that Van has a moment to recover. Uh, Ubisoft is our next uh, our next uh, contestant on the Focus Target is Right. Uh, what came out of Ubisoft this year that was of note, Shy? Well, I'll let, I'll, let, uh, you know, I'll let Van talk about what he's most excited about in a minute. You know, the, all the fractured buttholes he's excited about. But, oh, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll talk about For Honor because I'm super excited about that game. I think we talked a little bit about it, about it last year. I believe it's coming out this coming year, but it's been in development. It's a game. Basically, a mul- up to this point, all we've known about it is it's a game, a multiplayer-only game featuring samurai, knights, and vikings all clashing against each other with like skill-based combat, sword combat, where you, there's like directional inputs. It looks really cool. 
Um, but what they announced this year is there's going to be a single player campaign. And they showed it off where basically the, um, the the guy on the stage was playing as this Viking wielding a two handed axe. Um, and, and the Vikings were raiding a samurai like castle. And so he was like wading through for like samurai forces looked kind of like almost like a mix of like a dynasty warriors game somewhat. Cause he was just wading through all these samurai and eventually like every once in a while this like major samurai would show up and it would be obvious. It was like another, like, almost like a named enemy and he would get into like a more, uh, like regular combat with it. It looked, I don't know. Game looks really cool. Something to keep an eye on. Um, I'm hoping maybe some of you guys will be interested in playing it as well. So we'll see when it, as so, it gets closer. Now that we've seen some of the gameplay, what did it look like aesthetically? Was it fairly realistic looking? Yes. Or was it kind of cartoony? It looks great. No, oh, it looks okay. very realistic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. The other great thing out of Ubisoft, <clears throat> if you want, depending on where you put the emphasis, was fractured butthole or fractured butthole. Get oh. it? See how it's clever? Because they spell no. old W. Okay. Anyways, it's the next South Park iteration of their their um like the the Stick of Truth follow up. So it's part two, I guess. Um, Correct. Of of Stick of Truth, which was really really funny. If you haven't played it, I highly encourage you to do so. And as a matter of fact, if you're going to pre-order this game, you actually get or not pre-order. I guess we haven't established whether it's pre-order or order. But when you get the new one, Fractured Butthole, you actually get the Stick of Truth for free, like Shy was talking about, where you purchase one, you get the predecessor free. Yeah, Stick of Truth was actually a really awesome game. If you are a fan of this show, South Park, I mean, it really, it really, uh, it does it justice. Uh, it really does. Like, it, uh, the gameplay was okay, and, uh, you know, the story was probably what you would expect, but, uh, I mean, it, it felt like South Park, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, uh, that's, that's that was my unusual. favorite thing. It felt like you were literally, if you ever wanted to be in the South Park universe and be, like, just a player in there or a character in there, like, it, it helped you out a lot. Yeah, it was, a lot it, was, it, was, it was pretty good. All right, anything else from Ubi? Negative. All right, Negative. let's move. No, wait, no Assassin's Creed? I mean, they had to have announced no, the Assassin's no, Creed. No, 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 that's the cool thing. They actually said, well, first of all, the movie's coming out, so they showed a trailer for uh, the movie. Um, but they actually said that they were, uh, I think, I think they're, they're skipping a year of Assassin's Creed. So Good. God, it's kind of cool. To. I think people are looking forward to the next one because of that. You know, it's like, wow, they're probably <laughs> yeah. taking a year off. Maybe yeah. it'll be a good one, you know? Yeah, I like the announcement it. was a lack of an announcement. That's awesome. That's funny. I didn't know they were making a movie though. Michael Fassbender cool. is the main. So Magneto, in, like, you know, they've been, like, doing uh, the, doing the uh, prequel X Men movies? recently with like have you seen them like first class days of future past the new one that just came out apocalypse uh, i haven't could... seen any of them oh, well he, he plays Mag- yeah. he plays magneto in those and he's i think he's a pretty good actor so the movie yeah, looks I mean, pretty dumb though. oh uh, most game most movies based on games are but you know i mean it seems like there'd be a, some cool ideas there but yeah yeah you know I only had to point to Final Fantasy Spirits Within to show you how awry things can go. <laughs> it wasn't Final Fantasy at all. Wait, Spirits Within wasn't terrible. It was, it was a beautiful movie. It was, it was awful. It made no sense. No, it, it was terrible. awful. It was awful. It, it made if, no sense. You know what? You know what? It, it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't Final a Final Fantasy, Fantasy movie. That's the weird just, thing. Yeah, yeah. If it was just Spirits Within. Exactly. Like, maybe it would have been cool, although Spirits Within was a different movie by Miyazaki, which is actually really good. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, that's Spirit what away. I'm talking about. Anyway. The Spirit Away. Yeah, we're wasting our time here. Spirit Away. That's not what I'm thinking about either. All right. Let's go somewhere else with this. Namely, the Nintendo press conference. All right. They didn't actually have an E3 press conference just to... Make sure we're not stepping on anyone's toes who wants to nitpick about this. But they released a bunch of uh, stuff uh, kind of on their own. Um, was that the same for Ubisoft? Wasn't one of the other ones like that? Was that EA? 
No, I mean EA and Bethesda were before the official like E3 okay. conference, but I think okay. they got lumped they got lumped in with them now because they're still it. like they did live press conferences in that like in Los Angeles or wherever okay, wherever so. wherever it is. Um, is it Los Angeles? Is it San Francisco? I forget what city. Man, that's is, your but. account. Come on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so regardless, <laughs> Nintendo. What do we got about Nintendo? <laughs> Biggest news out of that, I think, was probably the Zelda game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, enough. Um, yeah. No, the, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Trailers, if you haven't seen the trailers, I highly encourage you to do so. It, the game abs- absolutely—it it doesn't look as Nintendo-y. It actually looks really like like nice, and you know, not that Nintendo doesn't look nice, but you know, it doesn't look as cartoonish and flat as normal. It really does feel so, like so full, more, more like Twilight Princess than Wind Waker is what you're saying. Yep. Bingo. Hey, listen. I'm trying to talk to you about this so yeah um but some of the cool things is that there's a lot of free roaming elements like you can capture and tame horses um but it's zelda i mean what else can you say it's going to be awesome i'm looking forward to it although i don't own a wii u yeah, or, or an nx which is great released it it'd be really great if nintendo would say all of our games are coming to pc <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Uh, I think the internet would explode. Or, or they like or they just announced Steam. their own like their own computer they're releasing right. with like their right. own operating system. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we are gonna compete yeah, with Windows. I, I don't know if uh, I trust that. Uh, now you've gone too far. But one of my favorite games ever in life was was um, Zelda. So I'm really looking forward to it. Not the first one, but the uh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past. Yeah, that was that was quality. Another one my nice. son's playing right now. Good game. Uh, right, what else from Nintendo? Shy, did you have anything? Um, I don't know. Van, do you want to talk about, is another one of your favorite games of all time, Pokemon uh, as well? Actually, yes. Another one of my favorite games of all time is Pokemon Pokemans. Red. You know, screw those dirty blues. I was a red. I was a red, Isn't too. Pikachu yellow? Yeah, blue. buddy. Pikachu's in yellow, but everybody gets it. Oh. Um, no, he was in red and blue also. Sorry. So anyways, um, they're coming out with, with Pokemon Sun and Moon, but you know what? It's it's I mean it's it's just like Assassin's Creed. Pokemon comes out. In fact, I think it's yeah. twice as often. I think they release like two Seems different versions like a, a year, and they're nothing fancy. So you know, we'll when there were 151 Pokemon, I was on board. Agreed. After that, they kind of lost me. 763 Pokemon. <laughs> Smiley's like, I can only 100% game so much, guys. I can only right. do so much. When you, Dude, when I mean, you, when you gotta catch uh, them all, and you're catch them all approaching a thousand now <laughs> you're just asking too much of me man <laughs> and like like they they just maybe i don't know i feel like a lot of the pokemon names are just a little bit uninspired at this point like and they look they're stupid. out of ideas they'll do like a rock with, with fucking legs or something like that well, and call I mean, it, what are they call supposed to do man. they need 750 <laughs> pokemon man like what do you want them to do it reminds like, me of south park when they had shoe and Jim Pokemon are amazing. Okay, um, so that's about. I would well, play I that game though. Yeah, Jim Pokemon. Well, I mean, you kind of get to and stick a truth in a way. That's true, and you get to collect them all. Got to collect them all. Um, let's jump to the PC um, stuff. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot from PC, but one game. Oh, shy. Did you have something? I, I remember something, but we'll talk about it after. Oh no! By all means, start us off. Well, PC. They, uh, yeah, um, so PC Commerce was was um, was uh, sponsored by AMD. So of course they would show like like last year was sponsored by AMD as well, and they had like the little spool, you know, little bits about their hardware, upcoming chips, whatever. Well, this year, you know, there was big emphasis on VR, right, from different consoles, VR titles, stuff like that. Well, at the PC show, they showed off the VR backpack. It's basically like a PC with backpack straps. You can like wear it on your back, 
and you like like it's like full freeform VR. So like instead of like sitting at a desk what? or standing like at a station with like just your goggles on, you've like this backpack now, and you'll be able to like wander like a large space. I guess I mean you'll need. I'm I'm guessing still a sounds like, kind of dangerous. I wonder, like, so that I wonder, was a joke, right? I wonder if it'll be chargeable. No, no. I mean I don't. No, it wasn't a joke. They they oh showed it. They showed it very realistically, and I wonder if it would charge like a laptop. I'm guessing you wouldn't even need like an extension cord. Like you could literally just use it. Like. I don't know. It seems very interesting. And I could see, like, people doing cool stuff with almost, like, building, like, I could see people, like, taking, like, a gym almost, building, like, a course, and then, like, we, like programming those boundaries into the VR backpack with, like, interactive environments. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to, like, navigate, like, a, like a, like a labyrinth, but, like, in the goggles, it's more than just, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, just walls. It's, have you, guys you know, something. Wow, um, oh, never mind. <clears throat> The line between video coaster. games and realities. There's a roller coaster right now where you could wear your HTC phone I heard about that. as yeah. a VR goggle yeah. when you go on the roller coaster and it feels like you're flying around in space and stuff. I heard about I've that. I've not heard about it. Where is that located? Um, down here in Southern California. I can't remember if it's Six yeah. Flags or, or what, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the VR technology is getting completely ridiculous uh, of late and you might wonder why we haven't touched on that so much in this podcast uh, don't worry stay tuned we'll have more on VR for you sometime in the future perhaps before or after the second part of the podcast that we haven't done yet uh, you know that's why I'm being kind of you know kind of loosey goosey with it as it were you know don't want to overcommit. Um, the other thing that came out of the PC conference that I was really excited about having never heard of it before was a game called dual universe yeah um that game looks pretty ridiculous um it it kind of looks like the next evolution of uh of kind of minecraft where like the whole but but more in an r and an mmorpg format um it sounds like the entire everything is just mutable and and you can build things you can destroy things you can explore almost infinitely and the the real thing that i think that they've build it up as is that it's the first mega MMO because they've they've developed whatever server technology they feel like they need to be able to allow everybody who plays to exist simultaneously in the same universe on the same server which right now is unheard of um, I mean as far as I know I mean maybe Van Shai can correct me is any game of a large scope like that that hasn't tried to partition things into instances or servers. I'm gonna look at something because I think Wildstar advertised something about like a like a single server, like a mega server thing. But I don't know if yeah, it was the they, they may they may have still had like separate instances within it. I don't, yeah, I don't know that there was like every single player in the same world. Yeah, and that that seems to be what Dual Universe is is advertising that everybody who plays the game is online in the same universe at the same time. And that's that's an interesting concept, and we'll see how how well they deliver on that. But, well, that's No Man's Sky, right? Uh, that's true for No Man's Sky. So, well, but No Man's Sky yeah. is not a multiplayer game necessarily. It's it's sure. billed as a single player game, and like yeah, everybody else is out there, but the interactions are a lot different. Like, sure. And Dual but, Universe but, looks yeah. like everything that I wanted from from No Man's Sky, because like I think not, No Man's Sky seems very interesting in premise, but like. I really want to play games with my friends nowadays. Like I'm less about mm-hmm. the multi- about the single player experience nowadays than the multiplayer. And like the fact that Dual Universe seems like it's built around cooperation and collaboration and like and versus versus No Man's Sky where it seems like it's built around like isolation. Like they're trying to like separate you so you can get this very immersive experience. And I see what they're doing. I'm not I'm not criticizing it, but I was very excited to see Dual Universe. I'm like this is what I want to play. Like this seems really cool. 
Yeah, honestly, I can't wait for both of them. I, I really hope they come out. And um, the other game for PC I'm really looking forward to is Civ Five, uh, Civ Six. But uh, mm. apparently, there wasn't a whole lot about that. Uh, yeah, there was the PC not. conference, which no. was a shame. Um, no, we're going forward with it, um, and we're going right in to the behemoth. We've only got about ten minutes to talk about it. Um, we could have maybe devoted an entire podcast to that, but I feel like we have enough other podcasts that we haven't finished <laughs> that are still in, in process. So we're going to knock out Sony right now. Sony had a lot to talk about. I'm just going to let you guys get right to it. Shy, start us off. So they're in this ornate theater. You know what theater is, right, Van? Do you know the name? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, like, these uh, California locations. Really, it, it looked, um, but it looked like, yeah, it was this majestic the man's theater. It was amazing. Be- beautiful theater. It wasn't. Lights start dimming. An orchestra starts playing. And, like, they've, yes. they've, they have an orchestra of pit in front of the stage. And they have, like, a full orchestra that just starts playing this, like, epic music beginning of the Sony press conference. Van, you take it from here. So, yeah, there's, there's this guy walks out, right? Yeah, kind of scrawny-looking dude. He's got his, his, his curly hair and everything comes out. And as, as Shai mentioned, this orchestra starts playing. And everybody's looking around like, what the hell's going on? The orchestra went on for like a good five minutes. And everybody's thinking, that's a lot of time. Like, what is what is happening? You know, you're, you're wasting valuable time, kind of like They're I'm doing right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're filibustering. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. But anyways, um, then it just goes straight into like one after another, after another, after another like freaking um, trailers for like just a thousand different games that are coming out with, you know, and they'd give you the title on the splash screen on the end after you're already hooked in. It was just absolutely amazing with the live orchestra throughout the entire press conference. So like when, when they did hero um, zero dawn or resident evil or whatever, which we're going to get into when they did those trailers, they had the live orchestra playing the music yes. for those games during the freaking trailers. It was absolutely stunning. So and the, and the first yeah. one they came out well actually I'm sorry they they did the trailers afterwards but first they came out with the awesome orchestra and then they went straight into the God of War game and it wasn't yeah. a trailer it was the it was a live demo played demo in front of everybody just right out the bat it was absolutely amazing with with the God of War soundtrack being played by this orchestra and just yeah it was it was incredible but Sony definitely stole it. Um, Shai, did you want to talk a little bit more about what, what you saw in the God of War that you really liked yeah, and all yeah. that fun stuff? Well, yeah. And I think, so there have been rumors, there have been some leaks early, like a bit earlier before the show, that that this that the next God of War game was going to get announced. And there were some leaks that it was going to deal with Norse mythology. And so the very opening shot of the video is this little boy, like, dressed in this furry, like, like shirt, like in a hut and some snow. And I kind of, like, at that moment, I'm like, you know, this is probably God of War. It was kind of a letdown that that stuff had leaked. But then it, like, he goes in this house. He's talking to someone. This person steps out of the shadows, and it's Kratos. But he's all like, he's he's got gray hair. He's got this full beard coming down. He looks. It was cool, just like seeing how Kratos had transformed from the previous games, and just like the gameplay. The demo just was really cool. It went on like he's interacting with this kid through this demo. There's some fighting. Um, the look of the game is very different. It's no longer the really really like pulled out camera, the isometric. It's much closer over the shoulder, very much like Last of Us games like that. And um, it just seemed like it had a much more serious tone, a lot less like the frenetic, just crazy combat. Like at the end there's a very serious moment he's teaching this kid how to hunt and like the kid shoots this deer and he like 
basically sits down with the kid as the kid has to like finish the deer off and like there's this like poignant moment between him and this kid and like it just seems like it's gonna have a very serious tone and very you know i mean it seems like a different different direction for kratos who's had these like three games of just blood and revenge and just you know pointless killing it could be a really cool turn for them yeah they really they really got a lot of emotion involved in this i mean just like how and shine and i were watching the press conference together and we kept asking each other like are they too real now because like you could see the kid like you could see his like literal like raw hesitation emotion in his face and like the father you know like trying to encourage him with just a hand on his shoulder or something it was just like like really like gut-wrenching like holy crap what's this kid gonna do what's it gonna come out to like it was it was really awesome i haven't played any of the god of war games this one definitely looks interesting i've i've played all three um i'm a huge god of war fan and i'm, I'm super excited so after the god of war the orc are still still playing and then they go on to like another game and not necessarily in the sequence but one of the other games they went into was a um like this, it, it almost looked like Silent Hill. It was really dark. It was really dirty inside. It was musty. You could tell the death was just looming around every single corner. And there was somebody walking around and, you know, checking out pots and pans and stuff like that. And um, what's it called? Then, then all of a sudden you started seeing like the creatures, the monsters and realizing, okay, this is absolute like horror flick. Um, turns out that they're releasing, they announced Resident Evil 7. And what's worse and better is that they're going to actually have Resident Evil 7 on VR also, which is a whole lot of nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah, it looks intense. It looks really, really intense. Um, <clears throat> something else um, that uh, that was shown was... So I, I talked about earlier that, uh, that, that Sony had a better Star Wars announcement than EA did. And so they got, they started getting, you know, Silent Hill, they showed on VR, they showed some other games on VR. And so they show this shot of, like, they just go into the shot of, you're in this cockpit in space, you're like, what's going on? And all of a sudden you, like, pass, like, a Star Destroyer, and it zooms out, and you're in an X-Wing, and it's a VR game. And I'm like, man, no way, they're making, like, a, they're making, like, an X-Wing VR cockpit game? That'd be so awesome. And it looks like it's gonna be probably a smaller game, it was called, like, X-Wing Mission. Like, it's a Battlefront tie-in, I think. I think it's, like, Battlefront X-Wing Mission or something. But, I mean, that had so much more punch than any of the Star Wars stuff that came out of EA, ironically enough, that it came out of Sony. But it was I mean, a cool when it comes to VR, that's that's like the stuff we dream of, oh, right? It's man, like being yeah. an, X, like the, an X-Wing or the yeah. Star Wars universe. Oh, I, my mean, God, man. I, I think the whole generation of kids who like would just play a game that was nothing else than doing like the Death Star Trench Run in VR. You know? Like, stay on target. They on target, you know, like that. That's that's like, like every kid dude. I'm gonna pork the that. shit out of that game. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> but um, oh so uh, it, another thing that, that was released, and, and I'm like, we're going fast, and we're going in succession right now in our podcast. That's literally how the press conference was. It was like mm -hmm. a machine gun of like releases and titles. Like nobody came out on stage for like 45 minutes. It was absolutely incredible. They just no, no one came on stage for like three minutes even. Like yeah. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, one of the other ones that that came out was it's it's a new game. It looks kind of interesting, but I, it, it's, it seems like an overplayed genre now. Was called Days Gone. Um, they kind of teased it in the beginning, and it was like a little quick teaser trailer, thirty second teaser trailer, where okay, great, it's post apocalyptic, and there's zombies and stuff like that. And then in the end, I think they actually had some gameplay, a good uh, ten minutes of gameplay. The gameplay looked um, quite a bit more interesting than just the regular play but it's still zombies it's still a bunch of people and like your bullets are like super bullets because they'll kill like 47 zeds with one bullet so it's kind of like a left for dead meets i don't even want to say daisy but left for dead meets like any type of zombie thriller thing but the cool uh, actually and there's no multiplayer that would have been really cool 
So, uh, I don't know. It just seems like an overplayed genre, but we'll see what happens with Days Gone. I so, should get into Horizon Zero Dawn, <clears throat> since that was uh, one of the big ones that we talked about last year. Let's do it. What's new with Horizon Zero Dawn? Horizon Zero Dawn is my freaking jam. Like, this is my most anticipated game coming up, along with No Man's Sky. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. They released the day prior, a new or about three days prior, a new um, trailer, which kind of goes a little bit more in depth with the story, which just made me like the game even more. It's post-apocalyptic also, but it's a it's about thousand years in the future from now, and robots have taken over the Earth. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been said a thousand times. Matrix, anyone? So we all left, but there's still a, a you know small civilizations here and there that that live out in this post-apocalyptic world that's ran by by robots like dinosaur robots and things like that but what's really cool is it seems like far cry with a lot more technology a lot more precision there's crafting there's mounts um and there's there's a pretty like what seems to be will be a really awesome um emotional story with you as an outsider coming to this camp and really just trying to figure out where you came from and who you are as a person um the main character seems pretty cool um her name is alloy i think she seems really awesome and i'm 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 just absolutely looking forward to zero dawn they they had some gameplay too um during the press conference which looked incredible you know sweet spots and tethers and grappling hooks and they have a release date for that game yet they do and and this is one of the the bad things that that irks us all as gamers it was supposed to be released um this month no yeah this month right oh that's uh that was uh oh that was that was No Man's Sky that got pushed back. But this got pushed back also. It was supposed to be, I guess, late this year, and, and it got pushed back to February of uh, 2017. So it's still, it's not too far, but it did get pushed back. Yeah. That's the next game that I'm going to plat the F out of. Shai, why don't you talk he'll, to us about he'll double the man. It. The man of the hour. Yeah, so uh, I know we've talked a little bit about I think it was actually, was it, Um, I know especially... Uh, probably last year, right? That we talked about Kojima and like some of the stuff that he was going through at uh, at Konami yeah, and, being and like yeah, from, being from because what was the I, the video game awards, right? That he wasn't allowed to go to. Yeah, by Phantom Pain Konami. came out and won a Unfinished. lot of awards and accolades. Yeah. Yep. Then his name was taken off the box. Like basically, one of the rock stars of video game development was basically abused by his by his company, and and it was a big tragedy. And he was under contract. Finally, his contract got released. He got out. So people knew that you know Kojima, right? Yeah, Kojima was 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 out, but they weren't sure what he was doing. And so, middle of the Sony press conference, all of a sudden, this like silhouette appears in front of the screen, and like. Once again, like, you guys don't watch X-Men movies, so it's hard to describe what, what happened. But, like, this, like, bridge of light is, like, formed square by square in front of him as he walks down the stage to the front. And then he's like, I'm back! <laughs> and the crowd just erupts because everybody's super excited to see, see Kojima. Everybody's excited that he's back in the business and everybody's excited to see what he does. And so this trailer starts playing. He's like, he's like I've made a new game with, like, with my company, Kojima Productions, um, and here's the trailer. And so the trailer starts, and, and it's a creepy trailer. like makes almost no sense. Super surreal. Um, it stars Norman Reedus, which for anybody who doesn't watch The Walking Dead, that probably doesn't mean anything. But if you watch Walking Dead, he's probably one like he's one of the best characters in The Walking Dead. Um, and just like this man like wakes up on a beach with a bunch of like handprints around the on the on the sand around him, and he like 
there's like a baby with an umbilical cord lying next to him who he picks up and then as he picks him up you see there's like a scar on his stomach and then there's like as he stands up he's on this beach with a bunch of like dead sea life surrounding him and there's like five bodies floating in the air over the ocean and then like it cuts to the title and the title of the game is death stranding and everybody's like what did we just watch but I'm sure it's going to be crazy, and it's probably going to be really, really well done since it's Kojima. But yeah, well, everybody was Hideo super excited. Kojima is probably like <laughs> most notorious for having bizarre fucking <laughs> plots that make no sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it seems like he's going whole hog. Like the reins have been taken off. Yeah. So. yeah. But man, like we, we, you know, you could have just released them. Like I don't know, just. It could have been My Little Ponies, you know, deluxe edition, and everybody would have gone crazy, even though that would have been a terrible game, probably. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But needless to say, Sony just stole the whole show. Like, it it was a movie. I could watch that press conference over again. It was amazing. (laughs) Yep, just like last year. I mean, it was a better Uh, press conference than last year, but they still have the best press conference. So we're running pretty scant on time here. I'm just going to mention very briefly, they did also uh, release information on a a Sony VR system. Um, We're going to get more into that in a future podcast. We're really going to devote an entire podcast, I think, to to virtual reality. Um, We didn't really get to talk about some of the HD remakes that were announced. Elder Scrolls HD and Final Fantasy uh, Fantasy XII HD were announced. Um, But uh, those were kind of, you know, if you you like those games and want to play them in an HD version... God bless you. You have games to look forward to. So that's our coverage of E3. We've, we, we, we went through it kind of quickly, but I think, I think we did a pretty good job. We didn't get too, too windy on that one. No. <laughs> um, if you have any feedback, if there's anything that we criminally left out, or uh, you know, if, if you're tired of listening to us bash on Xbox and want to defend the console, <laughs> what am I saying? Nobody would feel that way. But <laughs> nevertheless, if console. you do, you can you can uh, you can reach out to us. Um, we are we are Focus Target the podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Twitter at Focus Target. We have an email address. That's Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. That email goes to all three of us simultaneously. I mean, we see those emails as they pop up. Not that any really have that frequently, but you know, if you want to email us, we get that. Um, allegedly, there's also a blog, onetarget.wordpress.com. We, we've got a couple, we've got okay, a couple sure. emails, but 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 they're few and far between for sure. Um, uh, so you know, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, we, we're glad to be back in your ear holes doing Focus Target podcast. Um, we will be back with the second half of our podcast that got rudely interrupted. Um, so look forward to that. And uh, so thanks again for listening. Focus Target, I'm Smiley. Shy. And I'm Van. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out.